Welcome back to another edition of Robin's Ramblings. I am Robin Brady, and today we are talking love and marriage and being in this together, all of us. Why do you have that tone of voice? <laughs> Why does it always go down? <laughs> oh, goodness. My husband... 16 years <laughs> in a pandemic. My beloved is with me today. You've been drinking more, too, during this time. No, no, that, is, signs, that is you drinking true. more during this. Not too much, but a little bit, <laughs> as I have a beer with me now. <laughs> but uh, today we're talking about um, marriage in a pandemic and life as parents and... Life in a pandemic. Right. Yeah, it all kind of gets lumped into one. It really does, because the initial thought was, we've been hearing stories all over the last five months, not terribly frequent, but... Couples who just cannot deal with having to spend so much time together. Mm -hmm. It's like they agree to marry one another, right. but you'll spend 60% of your time away from each other. Okay, I'll agree to that. Right. But yeah. then, you know, you're off work, you're home, you're working from home. And all the little things that, you know, might have bugged you before are just there all the time. Yep. Luckily, we are not necessarily in that group. There may be, I'm sure, there are things that... So I'll be honest with you when, you, when you asked to do this podcast and say, okay, we're going to talk about marriage in a pandemic, part of me was like, this is where she's going to break up with me. <laughs> this is my last podcast. <laughs> this is how she's going to break it on the internet <laughs> to everyone. Because you can't throw a fit when it's going to be on the air. <laughs> or you can edit it heavily. <laughs> yeah. So I've been assured that's not going to happen tonight. No, you're safe. Well, we still have 20, right. 25 minutes. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> We'll see how the comments come after it's been posted. <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> that guy. Why yeah. are you married to him again? Yeah. Oh, no. I'm sure it hasn't been the first time. Oh, stop. Yeah. But so we have been around each other a lot more, which I think, for us anyway, has been kind of a good thing because mm -hmm. our, our alone time was significantly reduced during the normal days. Sure. With you getting up at 3 a.m. for work. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> that pretty much is where it ends. Right. <laughs> And the kids getting ready. for You were at work all morning, so yeah. getting the kids ready to go. And yeah, I think it only amounted to, what, 20 to 30 minutes at night that we yeah. were just you and I. And we would watch <laughs> one show together on if the couch. That. And, yeah, maybe if not. That. And then it would be time for you to go to bed. So yeah. now it's like, quote unquote, I don't want to say normal because nothing's normal now. But right. we, we have the mornings together. And I've had the fortune of working from home in the morning. Which Until nice. after lunch, which is great, and I hope this continues forever. <laughs> the bosses are listening. I'd, I'm fine with this setup. It's great. Uh, but then I would go to work for half the day and then come home. So, yeah, we're spending a lot more time together. It's been a good test. It's been almost five months. Right. And we haven't killed each other yet. We haven't killed each other, and you're also assuring me that you're not breaking up with me during this podcast. You so keep this mentioning it, though. <laughs> Paranoia much, huh? <laughs> But it's it's been a crazy time. We've had, I mean, as parents, we have two young kids, uh, seven and almost ten, which is insane. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I think that, I mean, we've talked a lot on previous podcasts about the the craziness of children in this time <laughs> and the cling and the the mm -hmm. neediness and the just because everyone's crazy right now. What has been maybe the biggest? We'll do both. What's been the biggest challenge of being home as much as you have? It's it's a number of things, but you're noticing a change in the kids. Like You notice they're affected by this because, as you mentioned, they're clingy. Mm. They want attention 
not all the time, but most of the time. And when you're not expecting it, and they kind of can sense when it's not a good time. Say, <laughs> right. say we're working from home and doing something. <laughs> they know. They've got the radar. Right. And they can come in and say, you know, this is what I did on the Pokemon game today or something like that or you know, whatever it happens to be. So it's the juggling act, really. I think that's the hardest part because there's no one aspect of how they've maybe changed. It's necessarily difficult. It's just the it's almost more multitasking because now you're not going to work for eight hours and getting away, not, not getting away from the kids, but they're not going to be in your face mm-hmm. all the time. So there's that. Um I find there's a bit more moodiness. Yeah. To, not necessarily. And from us, too, I think. Sure. I don't think it's just them. I think that our... They are... They're moody. We are moody. I know my patience level has been, like, significantly decreased some days. Some days. But I've also noticed it's gone the other way some days, too. It's like, really? Wow. You, did, you didn't get mad at that. <laughs> Amazing. If I was the central focus uh, in that situation. <laughs> I don't know how, but no. It's, I think every day is so unpredictable, and I think that's the way for, if not everyone, most people. Yeah. Unpredictable for kids, unpredictable for parents, and just adults in general. So you don't know how you're going to react. And so I think just the uncertainty of almost every aspect of life, that is what we're going through right now. Um, you know, I don't know if there's one aspect that's gotten worse, but it's just like, man, the kids are... <laughs> whether it's our tolerance level or whether it's just they're looking for more um, attention. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's manageable, but it's different for sure because they don't and they don't have the time with their friends. That's another huge thing. Oh, goodness. That's probably why it's the increase in looking for attention. They don't have the recess at school two, three times mm-hmm. a day. They're not getting that energy out that they normally would. They can't just, you know, go down the street two or three houses and, and hang out for four or five hours a day with your friends or what have you. So mm-hmm. I I feel bad for the kids and I felt bad for the kids for almost five months now where it's uh, it's a different world, and I can't really put myself in the the brain of a ten and a seven year old to know exactly what they're thinking. But if it's hard enough on us, it's it's got to be really hard on them too. Yeah, what's been the best part? You know, getting to know everyone a bit more. I mean, I think I know you pretty well after sixteen years. I would but hope so. But I would hope. <laughs> I learned your middle name the other day. It was fantastic. I finally knew your middle name. Jennifer. And the year you were born. I'm just learning so much about you. Uh, I think we learn little things about each other all the time anyway. But And the kids, getting to finally you know, spend a little bit more time with them. Right. Whether, whether or not, you know, maybe, so I am maybe working at home a little bit, but getting to interact with them a little bit more. It's mm-hmm. certainly more than if they were in school. Heck yeah. And, and away from home, like I'm not interacting with them all at there. So I think, I think we're a little closer. I think we're going to come out a tighter family unit. I would hope anyway, after this is all said and done, whenever that is, I I think that's the good part is we get to uh, spend some time with, with the kids and really with our immediate family too, Mm -hmm. with, uh, you know, our our nephew and the, the immediate circle in our bubble. Um, I think it's all brought us together closer and I think that's great. And I know that from a, a parenting standpoint you specifically I mean we've I, I spend all day every day with the kids so I'm I'm sort of in their faces all the time and they're in my face all the time you've had some um, interesting parenting experiences oh no I don't know where this is going with our daughter in particular <laughs> I still don't know where this is going I'm frightened of it did you I know do, where it's going did Mike screw up again right yes so there was a time uh, I guess it was 
maybe two months ago now. See, my sense of time is completely out the window yeah. in all of this. Was um, it snowing or was it not snowing? It was not snowing. Okay. And uh, our daughter had a rough day. And then we came, we were out at your parents' place having a nice little socially distanced Oh, visit. I know where you're going with this now. Okay, good. Came home, okay. found out that she had an infection and needed to go to the hospital. Yep. And the one place you do not want to be in a pandemic <laughs> is the hospital. And I think I volunteered. I'll take you her. It's fine. You did volunteer, and mm. I was totally willing to let you go right ahead and do that. <laughs> I think it was halfway on the, the voyage from here to the hospital. It's like, what am I doing? Why did I say yes to this? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a really rough night, certainly for, for Molly. Uh, you know, it was a late night for all of us. Yeah. But for her, I, I felt especially bad for because she was feeling rough all day. We didn't really know what was happening. She no, went, oh, she was yeah. just sort of off. Yeah, you know, maybe it was too much heat or, or whatever. But uh, no, it turned out that she needed a little bit of... A medication for an internal thing. It was really not that serious. But um, it still put us in the hospital for a little while. And really, all things considered, in the in the ER, you're planning on an eight-hour stay, right? You're planning on an eight- and nine-hour stay, no matter what. But we locked out. I think we were the, the entire visit was four. Mm-hmm. Maybe even less than that, from the time we walked in to the time we got home. So really, uh, it was good. I didn't know what to expect going into the ER, too. I thought, because here uh, in town, it's also the the COVID-19 assessment center area too or well, something I, to that they effect. have an official assessment center that's across the street but maybe oh, like okay. after hours that's I yeah. don't know but there yeah there were signs everywhere but not going in there in in a long long time I didn't know what to expect because you had these signs saying you know COVID-19 assessment center great I'm just in to see what's wrong with my daughter what am I walking into right um but it was no it was painless it was just basically uh, some questions masks uh, masks yeah yeah they had masks ready to go and and uh, disinfectant and stuff. So we did all of that. So, so hyped to see that nobody else was in the ER that night. So walked in there and it was just, it was just Molly and I. Because so that's the biggest fear, great. right? You're going into, you know, a waiting room, a hospital waiting room of all places yeah. when you don't want to be catching anything from anybody. Correct. So we were a little, or I don't know if Molly really cared too much, but I was a little unnerved <laughs> walking in there, but there was nobody in there. So I felt a little bit better. We were wearing masks. Everything was you know, wiped down and mopped up and they were, they were cleaning quite well. So it was fine with that. And, uh, yeah, involved in the process was poor Molly in our mask. <laughs> we were there for about maybe 30, 45 minutes and it was rapid fire. I don't feel well. So, so well, daddy. And in the mask, <laughs> uh, she, uh, she puked. Barfed she puked. Yeah. Mask. I was trying to see, how can I there's, put this delicately in front? No, you can't. Don't be delicate. She, she puked. <laughs> In the mask. In the mask. So, uh, it was on on her, the poor girl, and uh, some cleanup needed to to happen in the hospital. In in the (laughs) hospital ER waiting room. So, that was a rough night. Uh, But a good bonding night, I think, for you guys. I think so. She's talked about that every day since. And with a smile, it's like, I had an infection. She had so much fun. (laughs) Remember that night we were in the hospital, Daddy, and we had so much fun? Because you know what she got? Uh, a freezy from the nurses, yep. if I don't, uh, if I remember correctly. A freezy. She got a couple of magazines. Yep. She got a change of clothes she because got... <laughs> she puked on her clothes. She got. They gave her a hospital gown to bring home and told her she could keep it. Which she still has and loves. And like, wears. She wears it. Like during the day. I mean, we all wear jammies during the day now. Sure. It's not a big thing. But, right. But she wears these hand-me-down <laughs> hospital jammies she got that night. And I don't think she'll ever forget that. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. These are like it's it's the experiences that you're not expecting. Yeah. That I think that we will stay with us forever. 
she better bring this up at her wedding. Like, right. Daddy, remember the time we spent the night in the hospital? <laughs> and I, I puked in my mask. <laughs> if she doesn't bring it up, I will. Right, someone's going <laughs> to. <Yeah. laughs> Let's talk pandemic purchases, my love. Oh, it's real. If you haven't experienced that, it's coming. It's real. Oh, man. So we've gone through waves of... Because, I mean, we're all, like, online all the time, and you're browsing, and I don't know yeah. how many shopping carts I've filled and then closed the, the website entirely. Yeah. That's $500. I'm not buying all mm-hmm. that. But, yep. so, our first big thing, I think, was Jeremy, probably. Yeah, Jeremy, if you don't know, is a <laughs> seven-foot-tall um, gorilla who shoots water out of his mouth. He's a sprinkler. Yep, he's an inflatable purple gorilla sprinkler. And you're thinking, why don't you just get a typical sprinkler to water your lawn and plants? Well, it's not nearly as fun right. as a seven foot tall. And he's literally seven feet tall oh, when, yeah. you, when you inflate huge. him. And it's the best thing I've ever bought. He's hilarious. I laughed hysterically for a solid five minutes when I took him out of the box. Yep. And oh. the, be- the best and, well, worst, it's mostly a worst part thing. But <laughs> you, in these times in the pandemic where we're all socially distanced, you put them up in the neighborhood. All the kids want to play. Right. In no one this can come over and play. sprinkler and nobody can do it. So <laughs> I don't know if we're the envy or the, what's what's the opposite of <laughs> I envy? Know, the loathing. Of <laughs> the loathing of our neighbors. Yeah. So that but was, that was one. But That the, was step one. And then it's been downhill from there. Was there anything between Jeremy and the cars? There had to have been. <laughs> yeah, cars, <laughs> plural. Correct. I don't think... I don't... I mean, there's been... There was the cat leash. That was a bad idea. I forgot about the cat leash. That was actually my first purchase. That was like a spur of the moment. You know what we need to do? We need to take the cats for walks. Because mm-hmm. who doesn't? That's when I knew that the pandemic was striking our, <laughs> our psyche. Right? <laughs> the mental wellness is going downhill. But... And then there's been talk of we need a new TV, we need a new this, we need a mm-hmm. new that, and things that we don't really need, but we're home and we want something to do. I think the TV was maybe the next logical-ish Ish. point. Yeah, I don't know if it's ever logical, but <laughs> that, never, that hasn't happened still. Our, our 12-year-old TV is still ticking. Right. And I'm actually hoping, I'm, every day it's like, are you going to break down? You Are you going to give me a reason to buy a smart TV now? <laughs> uh, so that never happened. So we went right to, hey, let's buy a car. And now not, you, you not, started this. I started it. Um, yeah. Just think, just, po- <laughs> just poking around. Yeah. Because we both had, past tense, 10-year-old uh, cars. Yeah. So that's right at the cusp of the time where, you know, it's still in good shape. But in the next two years, there's likely going to be a fairly major problem. And we're going to have a hefty bill. So do we cut that off of the pass? And get newer vehicles, like, you know, 2018, 2019. That was both of our mindsets going in. Mm. We didn't even have new cars into our uh, into our brain back at the time. So, fine. We, we go browsing and looking. Not intentionally looking to buy right away. No, just looking. Just to, for, again, it's the browsing that gets you in trouble, though. It does. And you don't really notice that until it happens to you. <laughs> and you have now spent money on two new cars <laughs> so i think what was the time between our first look at the uh, parking lot well, and and having two cars mine was it was on the thursday because i took my car in to get an oil change and then as we were because and that's the other thing that i wasn't expecting it to be me to be the first one to go down mm-hmm. no you had been doing all this browsing and i had mocked you to a certain extent like oh mikey's shopping for cars I bought a sprinkler, and now he's buying a car. Crazy man. Well, you know, it's a next step up. Sprinkler <laughs> <Right>. car. 
That's the next logical. Yeah. I'd be browsing for maybe two or three or four months. Thinking, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, in the fall, mm-hmm. when the 2021s mm-hmm. come in and I'll, you know, look for a 2019 we'll a prices to go down. No big deal. And then I took my car in and Mike came to drive me from the dealership because you can't wait for a car or for the oil change because it was going to take a while and they don't have the shuttles to take you home right now because of the coronavirus and so yeah. they were you know okay if you have a ride off you go mm-hmm. so mike came and was driving me i'm like let's just take a little cruise around the lot and see what they have and then they happen to have a car that i just caught out of the corner of my eye and you're like look at the mileage on that thing yeah and then we came home and then started the like five hours of going on the website and discussing like well that's pretty good i'm never gonna find a car this was the marriage bonding thing we were talking about earlier in the show we spend more time together which gets us in trouble we're spending more time together browsing separately on cars because we're all in this we're all in this together we'll get you through it one of the other cliches everyone uses yeah who knew that you could market a pandemic so easily hashtag we're all in this together and then the next day, went back to pick up my car from getting its oil change and ended up talking to a sales guy and going for a test drive. And then there came the weekend where we went to your dealership. Yeah, just to look. Just to look just and to ended up talking around. to your sales guy. Yeah, he was there on a Saturday and <laughs> it, was, it was fate. And uh, yeah, he's like, well, come on in and we'll... Uh, <laughs> we'll crunch some numbers. Because he had brought up the possibility, okay, you're looking for a 2018, 2019... What about these 2020s? Right. And you break it down, and they had, like, really, they had fantastic rates and financing and stuff. And so when you break it down, it's not all that much more. So I went through the motions. I went in, I talked to them, we crunched some numbers. And then by the end of that conversation, it was pretty much set yeah. that uh, I was going to be eventually coming home in a 2020 vehicle. And yeah. So that's what it did. And then I bought my car on the Monday. You bought your car on the Tuesday. And uh-huh. we're just, we're were ridiculous but if there is a cautionary but not so cautionary tale what's the opposite of a cautionary tale um just go and do it yeah because now (laughs) is a impulsive regardless of which dealership you're going through now is a good time if you've been looking at getting Mm -hmm. a car now is a good good time and uh we'll take our checks from the auto industry anytime because we're doing (laughs) (laughs) but no everybody is uh yeah, price to sell for sure. Oh, so, and man. I never thought it would be possible for us to be in the auto situation that we're in now. But I think we're over the moon with what we got. Yeah. All the toys that are in there, it's like, <laughs> I don't want to be alone away from the car very much. I want to go on another <laughs> drive soon. So we were talking to um, our kids, mainly our daughter beforehand, uh, about what we should talk about in our thing. Mm-hmm. Our, our son is here too, by the way. Hi. Hi, Hi there you <laughs> go. Just wanted a hi. Yep. Um, and we said, what should we talk about when Daddy and I do our podcast? And she said that we should talk about ice cream mm-hmm. and corn. And there was it was three food things that yeah. we should we should be discussing. Ice cream, corn, and something else. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the corn's delicious. So we had our first corn on the cob tonight uh-huh. of recording this so show. So good. So good. Yay for local corn. Um, ice cream Neapolitan. <laughs> I mean, that's goes without saying. But it's been really cool that um, one of the, the places that we go for ice cream, we've bought more ice cream this summer than we have in, like, the history of our relationship. Right. Yes, uh, we've gone for got ice this, cream. this little drive through ice cream deal. Hello yeah. to Riverside Ice Cream. Riverside Ice Cream, <laughs> Van Kestren Hyundai, Campbell Toyota. 
Let's just plugs. get it out of the way. Anyone They're... want to sponsor yeah. the podcast? That'd be great. Tell them you heard it here, please. <laughs> but so because it's so easy that, you know, we don't even have to go in. We just drive through, order our ice cream and be on our way. And I don't know why that makes it so much better. But we've bought ice cream. We've gone for ice cream like at least once a week for the last like three months. It goes to, so that was an, that was another second major purge. That's in between the gorilla and the cars. <laughs> it's all the ice cream. Yeah. Is <laughs> all the ice cream we've had, but. Again, it, it's probably a number of factors. There's not a lot of other things to do. Right. So we'll go for ice cream. Uh, we're not spending... That's another thing. We're not spending money on the normal summer things. We're not going on trips. Heck no, we're not. So normally by this time, we're, I guess, preparing for, if not our second, our third destination somewhere. Mm-hmm. Definitely our second. Um, and so that would span in total a week and a half being away yeah when you combine the two maybe three spots so we're, we're saving money by not doing that stuff so i guess extra ice cream car and sprinkler money <laughs> let's talk those vacations because mm-hmm. i know that we're not the only ones who have had to axe plans this year so we are supposed to be going to disney with a, a group of students from the brio academy mm-hmm. and that was supposed to be at the beginning of may obviously didn't happen because who the heck was going to Disney or leaving the country for that matter. Right. So now Disney's reopened. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Let's discuss My that goodness. situation. Yeah. I I love America. I really do. I don't know what a lot of people are thinking. I, I really don't know. <laughs> when you look from where we are now. Right. I'm not saying we're perfect. Heck no. I'm not saying we're doing things completely the right way um, or have the right mindset. I don't think anybody does. No. Well, maybe New Zealand. New Zealand might. The Maritimes. And the Maritimes, that's right, with zero to one or two cases. But (laughs) you look down there and and you think, what what are you thinking? Why are you opening all these theme parks in Disney World? And I think Disneyland too? I'm not sure. But anyway, Disney World in Orlando. And you're bringing all the NBA teams down there. Oh, man. And yeah, they're saying, okay, we're in a bubble. We're going to quarantine ourselves. Everything's going to be fine. That's great on paper, but you're you're just seeing things pop up everywhere. Yeah, and, and Florida, Florida, <laughs> Florida, of all I, the places. I think we can start that phrase for a number of different things, Florida. for a number of different topics. And Florida, I, I don't know. I I don't know when they're going to come out of this. I don't know how they're going to come out of right. out of this. Uh, some states are doing okay down there, from what I see. But some really just do not have a handle on this thing. And I I can't see, even if you try to socially distance a place like Disney World, why why would you even bother going? Right. Because they've had to, like, there's the character visits aren't, like, you can't go up and hug Mickey. Yeah. And there's, you know, no parades, no fireworks. I don't know, maybe, maybe they are doing different versions of those. But it just seems like if you're going to do Disney, you want to do Disney. Yeah. Yeah. And with all of the restrictions that they have, I mean, I'm all for not having a crowded place because I'm not really big on crowds to begin with. Mm-hmm. But that just, I mean, you're spending that much money to go. Give me something to go for. Absolutely. And I get the whole, you know, you want to keep doing things for your mental health. I totally get that. Absolutely. And you want to keep the economy going as best you can. So you want to keep doing things you normally do. You want to invest in these experiences. And what better experience than Disney World? So, Yes, I get that mindset, but I also think 
many people all over the world, even in this country too, they're they're downplaying uh, what a pan what this pandemic right. really is and how we can all do our part. And we, you know, I don't think it's a matter of stamping it out completely. You can't do that in a short amount of time. So, mm-hmm. but um, going to places like that and large amusement parks, concerts, of course, have been shut down mostly. There have been a few popping up that terrible kind of questionable, but (laughs) yeah, uh, I I don't I don't know when I would even be comfortable. We would be comfortable in going to Disney, right? Even going to lesser amusement parks and you know concerts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know when we're going to see us being comfortable doing that. Whether or not there is a vaccine, whenever that is, are are we really going to be ready? For that large-scale gathering again in the next two years, it, it really, it really kind of this whole thing has knocked us for a loop psychologically. For sure, different, different, varying degrees. And because I think, and I think that's probably the thinking behind getting places like that open is people are so desperate to get back to a normal, mm-hmm. and we can't have a normal. We can't. We have to ease into again we're all in this together (laughs) we have to ease into things day by day because it is so uh we haven't been down this before it's so new to all of us and even the science behind this is changing every day right so i think this is why we're seeing people saying conflicting things from week to week because Because it changes this is an evolving scientific breakthrough or scientific uh, story, for lack of a better term, right before our eyes. Right, we're living this in real time. So, which on the one hand is super cool that super we cool, are but... we are in as Deanna and I discussed a couple of weeks ago that we are in the midst of making history. Which uh-huh. I mean, and history that's going to be talked about for years and years and years to come. And I think that we, as a community and as individuals, can be part of shaping that. Mm-hmm. Is pretty cool. But it also means that you can't be dumb about it, and you can't just assume that everything's all fine and dandy just because you want it to be. Right, right. You and have all to... the do your researchers can go and just sit for yeah. a while and not be so judgy, not be so. Yeah, I love that to... phrase. By the way, do your research, do your homework. I did my homework. I yeah. know. Yeah, I don't like that phrase anymore. Because okay, I'll, why don't you just tell me your viewpoint? Yes. Why don't you explain yourself? Tell me what YouTube told you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do your research. Yeah. Oh. No. Oh, oh, I will, but give me a reason to do that. Like start me <laughs> off with something, uh. and I would say nine and a half times out of ten, you don't even get that. People. I'm are... not here to teach you. Well, you brought this up. <laughs> you brought it up. Oh, so. No. Mikey got angry. No, there's no going back now. Uh, What three words will get Mike really angry? (laughs) Do your homework. Do your research or homework. Yeah. But people are super quick to have the the rage and the judgment and the online commentaries. And I, I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist, and I don't I don't understand other than entitlement Mm -hmm. why that is happening. Give me your insights, Michael. On why people are, because it's, I mean, the online comments have always been a thing since the dawn of Facebook. Well, you don't know if they're trolling or not. Right. You don't know if they're actually believing this or if they're... They're just picking a fight because they're bored. Yeah. 
you don't know. But man alive, it's the, yeah, the judginess has got to stop. And that's me being judgy of the judgy people. Sure. You can judge judgy people. Right. Judgy people's, uh, <laughs> choosy people people's Jeff. choose Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Hide the folks of Jeff, by the way, too. We're just getting sponsors all over the place today. We expect crates of peanut butter to show up. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Oh. I think everyone's just on edge so much. I yeah. think, you know, there, people are maybe putting their views on everyone else. Because they're just as uncertain with what's going on, and you know, maybe I have a cure for this, and right, not a cure, but you know, my way is my way is better than your way. Yeah, it's superior to what you're thinking. I don't know. I I love to give most people benefit of the doubt, and <laughs> you're you're not going to have seven billion people across the world with the same viewpoint, right? And right. that's never going to happen on anything. But I think with the uh, the advent of the internet, like it's new, <laughs> right? It's Brand not new. thirty years old. You're getting everyone's opinion right in front of you. So like what it's comes next? right there. What comes next, Mikey? In this pandemic? In in terms of, yeah, pandemic life. That is the most open-ended question I've ever been asked. <laughs> ever. That is such a deep question. You know what? I think we're in a holding pattern for quite some time. I think, you know, everyone's waiting. Everyone's waiting for this to A, fizzle out or... There's a vaccine which mm. may or may not work and may or may not make this go away. Maybe this is something we're just going to have to deal with for years to come. And so so many uncertainties. School's one of them. What happens in the fall? Oh, yeah, yeah. What do we do with the kids in the fall? Is remote learning going to continue to be a thing? Is you know, Zoom learning? Right. Is, I, I think the workplace is going to keep with its model for quite some time. Where if you can work from home, mm-hmm. you do it. Because I think in a lot of places, it's it's doing okay. It's working. Some places, it just can't do it. And you feel bad for these businesses that are, are suffering badly. Mm-hmm. Um, because they shop can't. Shop local. Shop, yes, please always shop local. <laughs> anywhere you can. Um, so schools is so up in the air. I don't know if anyone knows what's going right. to happen next. I think the only thing we can do is be open one another. Talk it out. Be sympathetic to right. one another. Like, even if you think this, your neighbor or whatever, is completely off his rocker, be nice. Be sympathetic. You can have your own viewpoint and just have a civil conversation because escalating fights over this, and it happens everywhere. Oh, yes. Uh, I got called a sheep today. That was a good time. A sheep? Nice. <laughs> sheep. They're nice. They're cuddly. They're cuddly creatures. Right? They're, they're cute. Nice, I'm, nice I'm and okay soft. with being a sheep. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is a test, really, for for us to be good to one another. Mm-hmm. You know, human relations, human to human relations. Be good to one another. We'll have to see what comes out of this. What the next step is, because everything is changing all the time. Because we're all in this together. <laughs> we're changing the name of this podcast <laughs> to "We're All in This Together" with Robin Brady and I, Mike. We'll do. We'll do. We'll we'll have a little co-hosties. Okay, I'll be like, uh, like a. Like Paul, my... I'll be a Paul Schaefer. I'll just not. Every once oh, in a while. I never liked Paul Schaefer. You didn't like Paul Schaefer? No, I'd... he's annoying. He's Canadian. I know. <laughs> See, this is the part. This is where it all breaks down. <laughs> Their marriage crumbled <laughs> Live when on air. they disagreed with their favorite <laughs> 90s talk show. Oh. Yeah, so okay. where, we, where we go next? We'll just have to see. We'll just have to see, and we're just going to have to trust one another. Hmm. 
and be good to one another, hmm. it's not always going to happen. No. What do you think? Oh, See, heck. this is where the guest turns <laughs> it around on the host. I don't know. I, th- I, I'm, I'm with you on the, that people need to learn to be kinder mm-hmm. and, you know, go back to the golden rule that we all learned in grade one of treating others the way you want to be treated and having respect that you just, you don't have to be right. They don't no. have to be right. You can just live your life and, and just have some grace about it. I've, ra- I've rarely been right in my life. So I think this is right. I'm right at home. <laughs> Look at you. I'm right at home here. And uh, yeah, because this is a global problem. This is all of us. So Because we're, we're all, we're in, this all in this together. We need to have a counter here to how many right. times we're saying that. Well, I mean, how many times when we're watching TV has that come up that that's like the go-to phrase for everything? Yeah, right. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, thank you for your time. Thank you for asking me. I'll have you back because it's fun. <laughs> Thank you. I, I hope I get better with each passing time. I think I'm... we may, this is, because this is our second podcast together. Yeah. And we do not go off the rails nearly as much as I thought we would. Like when we talk, we're like sitting on the couch at night and we're like, oh, we should talk about this. We should talk about that. Yeah. And we're just ridiculous. And then we get to actually recording and things are fairly, fairly calm. Small sample size. This is right? only the second show. <laughs> so don't. Don't one get these, comfortable. One of these days, we'll just have a couple of drinks, and <laughs> I'll just start recording when you're not even Who aware. says I haven't? Right? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Maybe the couple of drinks keep me on point here. <laughs> so, know. next podcast with Mikey, yeah. just you wait. <laughs> it'll, it'll either be worse or stone cold sober, and then it still goes off the rails. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you all for listening so much. I appreciate your time, as always, and we will talk again soon. Mm-hmm.